What's up, everyone? Welcome to World Walkers, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast played by professional cartoonists. I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. The group recently said goodbye to Brummelstone as he left Rolanus in hopes of restoring his arcane power. Now, decisions must be made about how to reach the Valley of the Stars, but not before Tompkins has something to say to everyone. We have wasted enough time in this town with its silly uh, guild and its strange theater. Let's go to the Insert location that has a shard and beyond. The Valley of the s- <laughs> Valley of the Stars. Hold on, we need some. We need some clean audio for that. Valley of the Stars. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should transplant Megan's audio over Megan's <laughs> voice. We should go to the Valley of the Valley Stars. Of the stars. <laughs> Real quick, have you listened to the latest episode, Jane? Because you sing uh, the song from Ghost in there. <laughs> what? Yeah, she's, she's like, she's like, oh, my love, my darling. Oh, my God. And I, I, put, I put a clip of the song in there. I have no idea why I think that, but I believe you. <laughs> you guys kept making jokes about Brummelstone, like, being guided by Claiborne to actually do oh, stuff. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um. Okay. Um, Ertl B would chime in and say, uh, I vaguely recall being very afraid that Brummelstone had been possessed by a spirit ghost of a monster. Are we still worried about that? Just putting that out there. I'll speed ahead towards Valley of the Stars as long as we're aware that there might be an invisible monster running around. You didn't do that right, Olivia. Valley of the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> I have one I job I can't wait to go to... Valley of the Stars <laughs> with you guys as long as there's not a monster running around that's also invisible because that would be such a bummer if we got to Valley of the Stars <laughs> and then be attacked. Oh my god. No. no, I agree. I do think our priority should be to reach... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> One job! One job! One job! Thank you! Oh, man! Well, that, <laughs> he points that... to Megan, Megan's like, I know, right? <laughs> That's fucked That's up. Fucked up. <laughs> that, that, so now we've discovered that that button has exactly two uses. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're like, next game, we're like, someone points, don't waste it! <laughs> Um, I'm so sorry. I feel like I've betrayed everything. <laughs> <laughs> Only the integrity oh, of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right, but um, and then Vasa would turn around at that comment and be like, "What do you mean possessed ghost? I wasn't listening because it was boring." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we we fought the monsters and we killed one and drove the other one away, and then. A uh, very nice bard girl was like, oh, by the way, uh, he's uh, able to possess people and is a ghost. And maybe I just made that up. I am, I'm a little daffy, um, but I was very afraid that he had been possessed. And I, 
attacked Bromelstone with accusations last time. Uh, and he was feeling really sad about the orb being lost. And so now I feel bad about doing that. And then uh, I also feel bad about losing Paddington in the woods. I'm pretty ridden with guilt. Maybe we should just head. You just start listing all the things you feel. <laughs> There's all those people who died on that pirate ship that we were on. Still feel bad about that. I feel bad about. I just, I just want to clarify. Them. I mean, <laughs> that creature doesn't possess anyone. Its shape oh, changes. Oh, oh, okay. yes. That's what I meant. It shape changes into a form that can look like our friends, maybe. Yes? Well, maybe not? I mean, maybe? It should, maybe? It, should be easy yep. enough, it should be easy enough to verify our identities simply by our memory. Uh, right? Should we come up with a code word right now? Oh, we can just ask questions. And, and then I mean, Basta it's too would... late. Rumblestone's gone. Well, I mean, Basta would, point at, Basta would point at Ertleby and say, you know, uh, who's like, what was the name of your son that was almost killed in um, Cogtown? <laughs> Cogtown. <laughs> Don't go to Cogtown. <laughs> Names are hard. You're gonna get rusted, kid. You show up here with that unannounced. <laughs> I am. I will be the voice for this one. Cog. <laughs> Boy, I sure enjoyed our adventures on. Cog. <laughs> but yeah, grandmother, what was your what was the name of your son that was killed on Cog? <laughs> Pop quiz. <laughs> you should tell me what that eight sided black shape you keep drawing means. Nice try, grandmother. <laughs> She's an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> now, grandmother, let's not add another guilt. Let's not add another guilt on that conscience. Don't be stirring up more trouble. And then she would put I, a tin and then, oh, sorry. Do you have an answer? Oh, no. I was just going to say that our code word should be elephant. <gasps> yes. Tin agrees. And then, yeah, and Master would be like, so, Tin, how long you had that gun? Too soon? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tin, yeah, Tin doesn't say anything. She just kind of quietly makes a sobbing noise. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So what'd she do to you, man? This <laughs> 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 like Vasa revisits our worst memories. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, okay, let's go for Borto, remember, for Borto, remember when your brother abandoned you just like five minutes ago? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was literally going to ask Roberto what was what was your first pet, but now we should go back to that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, elephant's the code word. All right, don't be don't be shape shifting. Let's go to oh Valley of the Stars. <laughs> That's my cue. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let, let's let's go. <laughs> As you guys kind of get packed up and stuff, before you leave, uh, Tompkins kind of gets you guys together. And he's like, before we leave, um, I feel like, I guess I feel like I'm worried. I mean, you guys understand that Rolanus is kind of like, how do I put this? Brummelstone's already gone, right? So... 
I really worry that Rolanis is going to tear all of us apart. Well, don't be running off on your random adventures and we'll be fine. Right, right. But I'm saying that Rolanis has already managed to pull one of us away. And I'm worried that it's going to try to split the rest of us up. True. It already took Paddington. (laughs) Uh. He kind of nods. So... We kind of need to make sure that we stick together as much as possible. We have to resist temptations to go off on crazy adventures. Like we're we're really gonna get slammed by Rolanus, especially here on out, because you know, this this place thrives on stories and it it's a better story if we all get split up and have to find our ways back together. So Good point. The risk for drama is going to escalate from here on out. And because of that, I want to make sure we're ready for whatever happens next. And part of that means I need to tell you how to get to the Valley of the Stars in case something happens to me. Tompkins, you should, and I will copy it into my notebook, as you tell us. Yes, I need someone to write it down because Rolanus isn't afraid to muddy up the details of your memory. Hmm. I will make copies for all of us and then backup copies. Before you share this information with us, Tompkins. Yeah. What was the name of the place where we first met you? I mean, Obrimos. Do you mean the actual city? God, is that right? I don't remember the name. Mercurius? Yeah, we totally met him. In okay, well, and then Vasa Ask him another question. Vasa would then nod. She would nod and say, um, what was the name of Ertleby's son that we left you with? Uh, that was Monty. Doing good. One more. Okay. One more. And finally. Wait, do you mean the first place that I met any of you or the first place we all met together? Well, we found you. Well, I mean, I met you on Obrimos, but I met the rest of you in Mercurius. Are you talking about... You mean... Am I taking this too literally? Okay, he's Tom Kent. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, share your information, Tom Kent. Share your information. So, the Valley of the Stars is very, very far. It's going to take us a a really long time to get there. And I need to explain to you how we get there, okay? Because we can take the path for so long, and then we're going to have to leave it. And you, you all remember, right, that the path is how you avoid adventure? The path was created that way. The path leads all through Rolanus up to a point. As long as you stay on the path and you avoid temptation, you're not going to get mixed up in anything but what you want to get mixed up in. At some point, we're going to have to leave the path. It's a couple weeks from now, okay? When we leave that path, we have to travel off the path to Zajini Swamp. 
This swamp is extremely dangerous. In the language of the Quintel, it's known as the Devouring Swamp. Once we get through the swamp, we're going to have to travel a little bit further until we meet until we reach Ozen Tower. Ozen Tower is this it's a watchtower that stretches up the entirety of a cliffside. When I first helped design it for the Guardian at the time, um, it was made to seal away some kind of like ancient artifact. I don't know what the artifact was. I wasn't a part of that part. Uh, wasn't a part of that conversation. But they've made sure that avoiding the watchtower is impossible. We can't just fly up the side of it. We can't climb the. I mean, we could try to climb it. That'd probably be the only way. But. It's an incredibly tall cliff. I don't know that we're actually going to make it if we try to climb. Once we get through the tower, we're going to approach the Forest of the Ancients. Forest of the Ancients is where all significant figures of Rolanus meet as spirits. So it might not be dangerous. Or it could be terrifying. I, I don't really know. It depends on what we do in there. After that, we're going to have to travel through Mount Wallovich. And Mount Wallovich, we're going to have to actually travel inside. We can try to find a path around it. But the important part is this. The path used to lead up the, um, the cliffside where Ozen Tower is. It was destroyed, and the path was rebuilt away from it. So once we go into the swamp, we're done with the path. We don't have that, that safety net anymore. After the forest, the Ancients is Mount Wallovich. Um, we might be able to skirt around the outside of it and climb, but more likely we're going to have to go into the depths of Mount Wallovich. I don't really know what's in there. I just know that our goal is to get through the mountains and up high enough that we can reach the horizon walkways. And there, the horizon walkways are four slim paths made of stone that we're going to have to travel in order to reach across uh, Renardi Canyon. After that, we'll be in Summer's Edge. And that is going to be our first real moment of reprieve because it's just a place in perpetual summer. And there, it's just, it's, it's really nice. I actually used to vacation there sometimes. And this is so complicated. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, this like, this yeah. is like how much further. That's not, that's what I'm telling you. It's fucking long. Okay. Well, Tom, my hand is arthritic. Tom, is I got to the climb part and then I stopped writing. <laughs> is there a possibility that Rolanus is working on your memory right now and there is a shortcut? No. It's like through the door. <laughs> like I just I just don't want us to get to the end of the journey. And if somebody tells me that we could have just taken some sort of sky carriage, I I will Definitely cut off one of your ears. Well, I mean, I'll tell you. This, wow, why? Oh, he's, he's she's not gonna do that. Okay, because um. So anyway, I mean, all of this is based off my memory when I was last here, and that was a little while ago. So some things might be different, but 
Can we confirm with a local that this is correct? I mean, no, no disrespect if, to you, Tomkins. I just want to. Make no, sure. we can if you're willing to go into town, off the path. <sighs> All right, <laughs> but you just told us not to do right. that. Right. I mean, that's why I made the face. All right. I well. say we do it, but we all hold hands. And if anyone like gets dragged away by an adventure, we just have to use each other as excuses. Like, oh, I can't go. She's she's very unstable, and I need to be here beside her. Or or just sorry, can't adventure today. So, do you want me to go on, or do you want to wait for your? Well, hand how to... much longer was there? How much more was there? Just a few more places. As in, like two, or is in two or three? Yeah. All right. Let's let's finish up the journey, okay. and then we'll. Sure. So, um, the important thing about Summer's Edge is that there are, I think, there's thirteen ruins scattered about, like um, edged into di- like stone and stuff. Um, don't touch them. Like we just can't touch them. Just leave them be. We just walk on through. Um, after that, we'll finally be on the Balder Coast. And this is tough because the there's a civilization there, but it's never consistent. It's always thematically appropriate. So I don't know what it's going to be like when we get there. There may be a kingdom. It may be just a small village that is in need of adventurers. It could be a thriving metropolis. It could be um, a barren wasteland full of uh, withering corpses. I don't really know. It's going to be whatever's appropriate for the story we've crafted so far. Uh, can Tin just like, like put a hand out to pause Tompkins for a second and turn to Vasa and just say, there's gotta be something up because Tompkins normally doesn't even know like where we are half the time. So the fact that he's able to remember all of these things with such clarity and like in the order There's just something that seems suspicious. Also, it's just way too much. It's just so much work and foreshadowing. I feel like I spent a lot of my life here. (sighs) I well, I agree that it is unusual that Tompkins should remember such things in such incredible detail and sequence, demonstrating more mental capacity than we ever have seen from him. Um, It could be the effect of Rolanus that. Per the story, it is appropriate that he should warn us of the incredible journey ahead of us. Could be me. I also fear that okay. because of the inf- the effect of Rolanus, that potentially it is weaving in obstacles between us and the Valley of Stars. That potentially there is less, but for the sake of the drama of it, it is manifesting swamps and hills and guardians and forests and cities. And Tompkins' memory may be a means for that channel to show itself. I don't know how this this place works. But we'll be able to cross the ocean at that point, and then we can get to the island where the Valley of the Stars is. Like, uh, Grandmother, uh, give us all Issa's sheets so that we all have the list of directions in case we become separated. They are pretty bad, but she's she did her best. <laughs> There's, like, some pictures. <laughs> um. So, Path, Zazaza, Swamp, Ozen Tower, <laughs> Forest of Ancients, Mount Wallowich, Horizon Walkways, Summer's Edge, Balder Coast, Cross an Ocean. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. All right. I don't like it, but that's what we got. That's what Tom is telling us. And who knows? 
<laughs> we know what to do on our way to. <laughs> oh, Valley of the Stars! <laughs> I oh my god. Tompkins, Tompkins, Tompkins. This seems very inconvenient. Having to go to all these different places with their whimsical names. I really think we should maybe ask for a shortcut in the village and just rope ourselves together so we can't get separated. Sure. Whatever you guys, however you guys want to handle this. I just want to mention that if we do start traveling, um, I would like us all to consider the uh, Road to El Dorado song, uh, On the Trail We Blaze. So... Just nobody. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you, Tin. It is a good Thank idea. You. Thank you. <laughs> Tin's uh, secondary function is a jukebox. Uh, so, are we talking about heading back to Southworth, or are we heading up to the Kingdom of Corsetto? Corsetto. Okay. We're we're heading along the path to eventually reach the, the swamp. Okay, I thought you guys wanted to go to the kingdom to check with, to make sure I was right. Is there nobody that we can talk to you here? Well, yeah, this, the village nearby, Southworth. Oh, is Corsetto uh, ahead of us? There. We did just come from there, yeah. Is, is is the kingdom ahead of us? Yeah. I suppose we can head in that direction and then decide from there. But let's at least start moving. All right, so um, you guys make sure you're all packed up and stuff. And then um, Tomkins, oh, one last thing. Are we handling the that creature that escaped, or are we going to move on from that? We're going to move on. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that was a great, well, a creature, we're going to move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I've, I am kind of feeling a little wrecked with guilt about leaving things behind. <laughs> A little late for guilt, add, Grandma. Add it to the list, Grandma. <laughs> put it on. Put it on your tab. Damn. Tab of shame. <laughs> okay, I'm good now. Let's go. But remember the code word. Oh, elephant! <laughs> Valley well, of the stars. Well, let's let's let's, let's not declare it uh, too openly because then the. There's no value to that phrase. All right. So uh, who's leading the way? Tompkins. Yeah. All right. So he's kind of feels good about that. He looks around like, I uh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he leads the way. So it's, it's a couple of days away. But eventually uh, you find yourself coming towards this grand and beautiful city. And it exists inside the castle. You have to go into the castle walls. And then you're going to see lots of shops and beautiful homes scattered about. And as you walk in, it has that same kind of feel that Southworth did. That when you came in, it feels like like the guards don't check you. Like they kind of wave at you and they don't really take any information from you they're just like come to the kingdom of corsetto and they welcome you in and the gates open and when you walk in there's people bustling about and you can hear them like how much for this bread ah well just take it if you need to how you know and like i know you've been having some trouble and it gives like, all these little little character moments kind of scattered about as you walk by um but it's cobblestone streets and it's very nicely organized. Um, 
there are some birds that race by, some blue jays, and you almost feel like they're giving you a wink as they race by, Roberto. And then they kind of <laughs> flutter up to a, a nearby home. And um, Tompkins looks nice and relaxed. And he's like, "This I, am, I haven't been here in a long time. He's just kind of looking around. He's like, do you guys, what do you guys want to do? Uh, There's a bakery out. nearby. Vasa reaches out and stops the nearest, um, I guess, villager or pedestrian or denizen and says, do you have a cartographer It's actually here? Uh, the person that walks by looks like some kind of entertainer. He looks like a mime. And he Vasa's walks by. Goes, like reaches out to him, stops, reaches for another person. Like, just, <laughs> like reach! And then reaches for the most bland-looking person she can find. Whew, that's going to be a tough call. Um, you find a, a tall, lanky fellow with a large nose, and he's got kind of raggedy clothes, and he has a small sword on his side, and he looks, and he, um, as you as you tap him on the shoulder, whatever, he turns around, and he says, Hello, fellow adventurers, what brings you to the kingdom of Corsetto? And then Vasa just says, we're looking for a cartographer, somebody familiar with the, the landscape of this region. You're looking for a map. How interesting. Do you mind if I ask the what your, what your journey entails? The, we want to hang it on our wall of our mud hut. Yep. Super boring <laughs> yeah. stuff. No adventure. We, we just moved it's into just... this new place and, um, you know, we're all roommates. And we need to make our place look better. So a little color on the wall yeah, really make... improve the feng shui. You're telling me that a, a lively leader, two magnificent golems and an old lady with a powerful weapon on her side are just living together. Looking we're for retired a map? adventurers. We're retired. <laughs> Real world. He kind of smiles and he's like, but for how long, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, so you're looking Basta, for a map. Basta just turns around and like looks for another, for another person. <laughs> There's yeah, a small boy map. with a crutch who's kind of hobbling by. No, 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 no. Tin doesn't do anything, but she mentally prepares herself to trip him if need be. <laughs> Everybody here, everybody here is a landmine, and then Vasa like. There's a baker who's rushing with a whole bunch of breads. So like, I feel like Vasa would have like turned around and then like in defeat turned back to Mister Big Nose and been like, "Can you just please direct us to the nearest map uh, vendor?" I'll do you better. I'll lead you there myself. I am also looking for a map. Weirdly enough, Biggles the name, and he puts his hands out, and he's really excited. Nice, nice to meet you, Mr. Biggles. And I take his hand and shake it. Mr. Biggles. And he just kind of smiles. Hmm. That's yeah, not Vasa, bad. Vasa lets, That's not Vasa bad. lets Roboto do the handshake while she's already kind of like going, let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, Erlby uh, wants to keep everyone together. So as soon as Roboto is done shaking his hand, she grabs Roboto's hand and Tin's hand and like holds on tight. They have, like, can they walk with with Erdlebe between half her legs, like swing Erdlebe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, One, that's exactly two, three. Wee. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Um. So he leads the way. He says, uh, "So tell me of your previous adventures." No, thank you. We try not to think about them. I just lost my brother. Really? And he kind of he's kind of slowing. Down. He's leading the way, but he's kind of staying by you. Um, how, are you, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm good. Tin kind of gives Roberto a warning look of... Was like, it a tragic battle? 
Oh no, he's he's not dead. I just literally lost him. Like I can't find him. So that's why you need the map. Yes. Probably. Well, I'll tell you, I used to have a brother myself. Oh. We don't really care. <laughs> Oh, please do not no. mind, um, my companions. We did- there was a- we are tired. <laughs> well then, perhaps you and I should get a drink sometime and trade stories. Well, there, I get the feeling there's something that I may know that could very well help you. And he kind of leads the way a little further. And, um, eventually you kind of make your way through the streets and it's a very lively city, but eventually you do make your way uh, to a uh, cartographer's shop, like a map maker, right? Um, it's a quaint little shop. It's got two glass windows, a big, thick wooden uh, pole that lets a wooden sign hang from it that uh, is called Leo's. And he says, this guy makes the best maps. And uh, every now and then he has a little something in here, too, that might uh, pique your interest. I know you're retired, but... Uh, you never know, right? Hmm, interesting. Well, let's go on in then. No, so he walks in, and this shop is is dusty, and it has a whole bunch of scrolls wrapped up, and they're just like cases and cases and cases of scrolls. There's two aisles you can walk down. The lower bookshelves have uh, scrolls wrapped up as well. The scrolls behind the gentleman at the counter is a kind of a puffy, robust man. Um, he's about like five foot in height. Big, happy mustache, white mustache. He's wearing a uh, apron, and then he has some like cartographer tools tucked in there. Like he has like a compass in there, and it's a couple pencils and stuff. And um, he's furiously working on a map when you walk in. And all of the maps behind him have beautiful uh, scroll cases, like they're actually protecting the maps. The rest of these are just kind of hanging out. And uh, you walk in, and he's like. <laughs> Welcome, adventurers, clearly. Well, come in, come in, come in. Hello. Biggles, you found a group, huh? And he's like, it took a little while, but I'm, you know, no, I haven't found a group. Stop. <laughs> and he just kind of looks like, stop it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so you guys all walk in, and uh, what are you doing? Holding hands. And clearly, clearly there's a bond here. <laughs> Can Mazda go look at the nearest um, open map that's just kind of hanging out, like potentially for sale, and see if she can find, like, it should be like a zoomed out map, not just like a clear, you know, local map, but a zoomed out map. See if she can locate Costello, locate the path, and then like track the path from there. The problem is when you kind of, when you look at a few different maps, the maps all have, um, there's a lot of um, artistry in the construction of these maps, but they all are maps that lead to different cities. You're not seeing a lot of like geographical maps or things that are like mapping out locations off of the path. The one thing that does catch your eye though, especially with your perception is that um, on one of the maps you see that it's called the path. It's not like here's this road to here. The entirety of this stretch of road is called the path in capital letters. Mm-hmm. And um, the old man looks over and he's like, find anything interesting? And the boss, well, anybody else have anything to do? We're, we can't. We're all holding hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're just in a okay. corner. <laughs> <laughs> We're like moving around the store as one. We Ma look like a really adorable but weird family. 
Vasa <laughs> um, would ideally, out of earshot of Biggles, would sort of say, look at the cartographer, and very reluctantly, something like, "Do you have maps for regions off the path, beyond the path?" Uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> oh shit, rolling for initiative! Oh shit! Kill the shopkeeper is, a, is a, a shapeshifter! Those Keep with a um, perception higher than, uh, 13 or higher, oh. um, they notice that um, Biggle's ears kind of wiggle. Oh. <laughs> Biggle's oh, is new Tom. Where, where's Tompkins? Is Tompkins uh, here? Tompkins is like holding on to the back of your shawl. No one grabbed his hand, so Thank he's God. trying to... Oh, no! <laughs> Tindle, Tindle, hold out her hand and try and get him to hold her He's hand. just like... <gasps> and then slowly takes it. <laughs> yeah, you said, off the beaten path, you say. Yes. You had that look about you. Well, where do you want to go? Well, it depends what the map shows me. Oh. We haven't decided. Truly, yet. you are adventurous, yeah. he says out loud. I'm just going on a vacation. And That's we... one a vacation. Yeah, because we're retired. Retired adventurers. And we want to vacation because that's what retired people do. But you don't know where you want to go. Yeah, we're just kind of like why oh, we're looking we're for gonna, a map. We're gonna spin the map and then kind of just like put our finger. I want spin to go them. to the Valley of the spin. Stars. <laughs> Is that what you say, Olivia? In the map? <laughs> yes, Spin like in the, the background, map. just to no one. She's like, I, from Tin's back, I want to go to Valley of the Stars. Both he no, and Biggles turn and look. What's wrong with that? Well, nothing. It's just everybody's going there. What? Wait, really? Haven't you heard? Oh. No. Bird is the word. <laughs> <laughs> and he says the Valley of the Stars is some sort of well, it's quite popular right now. Is it's uh, bards are saying that it's becoming something of a paradise. Oh. Well, great, we're looking to retire to paradise. Can you give us a map to go there? Well, I mean, it's going to be difficult to get there, you know. Does it involve one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like eleven-ish <laughs> obstacles or areas? <laughs> Depends which way you go, I suppose. And um, he starts shuffling around. He's kind of looking through his uh, scrolls, like he's looking through the maps in the back. And then he goes, and he stops and thinks for a second. He's like, let me show you a different one. And he goes below the desk. And you hear him fumbling around. And he pulls out a locked case. And he pulls the key hanging from his neck. Oh. And slowly turns the lock. Pops open the case. And says, this is a rather old map, but this will get you to the Valley of the Stars if you're interested. Mm, how old? And he, we're talking at least 100 years. Well, and let's, like, let's see it. Biggles kind of pushes past all of you with his long neck and just, hmm, yes. might, might elbow him a little bit to, shuff, to assert her front Way. Her dominance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say that, but she's gonna be like, "Nah, I'm getting like main view." Yeah, he kind of ah, and <laughs> <laughs> falls off the side a little bit, kind of fades out what? of view. But um, there's a lot of locations like that you can go through. He's like, "If I were you, the safest way to go would be 
And he doesn't even point towards the Valley of the Stars. Like, or he doesn't point towards, he doesn't go, like, the path is going to have to wind north and uh, west a bit this way. And he says, I would start heading down south. Go as far south as you can. Get to the coastline. Catch a boat. A lot of boats heading out that way. And then just sail the seas. Oh, my gosh. Is it like one of those games where you go to the end of the map at the bottom and then it regenerates you at the top <laughs> of the map and then you just I mean is that the world is round I mean, yeah I was like it sounds like a globe oh, Megan sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one of those shitty RPG map gimmicks where the earth is circular but like 3D circle what is that called <laughs> like a rounded cube <laughs> guys I like legitimately didn't even. <laughs> Pedro, I'm gonna need you to cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> I love the idea that globes are cliche. <laughs> that old trope. I'm sorry. Oh god. Uh, all right. <laughs> So, if we way to phone it in, Pedro. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, in terms of like magicalness. I don't know. I was, I was, I was trying to get into the mood of the world. It's all magical and whatnot. <laughs> okay. Uh, I- and then so Vasa, Vasa reiterates the, the person's words. Uh, go south all the way to the southern coast, get, get a boat, and then sail the seas to the island. Yeah. Is that, is that what, you, what you say? That's what I would do. And I the mean, journey is shorter and safer than pursuing the northern <laughs> path? It's much safer, but it's much longer. I mean... I mean, a straight line would get you there way faster, but I mean, I'm talking about, you know, you're retired. You don't want to go off the path. How much longer would it be going? Oh, geez. Um, like to take the, I mean, you're probably, it's probably going to be like a two month journey or longer. If we were to take a straight line, that would involve going north then off the path. Yeah, going north a bit and then going, yeah, you'll have to go um, west. But okay. like, the straightest line is going to lead you right into uh, a swamp. What's after the swamp? Well, then, then your journey's done because you're going to reach uh, Ozen Tower, which is a watchtower. So you can't go near that. Why can't we go near it? I thought you were retired adventurers. <laughs> yeah, we are like, retired, we, but we, we also wanna... want... You've never encountered a watchtower or heard of a watchtower? Well, what are they watching against? Are they, watching, a t- are they watching against? Bears? Who's because we're not bears. Are there bad guys in it? God, I, I mean, I've never gone inside a watchtower, my friend. And um, you hear the door jingle as Biggles leaves. Bye, Miss mm, Tin is going to. Mr. Biggles. Tin is going. That's suspicious. Tin's gonna nope. we, try not to break the chain, but she wants to go after that person, so she's like gonna start leaning <laughs> backwards. Uh, uh, and then Vasa, Vasa kind of like, okay, we will be. We will be back. Can I just hold on to this map for a second? And she like makes a swipe for the nap. Damn it. Um, and then and then Vasa's like, I just want to show Biggles the map. 
again. Then he can come back in here and check it out. You can't just. Mr. Biggles. Where does Biggles live? Where does Biggles live? Oh, we're not that close. We'll be back. We'll be back. We have. I don't know. There's something that's no, weird. No, no, Biggles. no, no. Wait, wait, guys. This might be a temptation. Let's finish the plan here. <laughs> Let's get stick to our plan. Yes. Let's ignore Mr. Big. How much? How much for the map? This map right here. It's an old map. It's a real old map. Yeah, so that's why you should probably give it to us a little bit cheaper. Probably, yeah. It's probably a little damaged. A little damaged map. It is the boring route, right? Go south for two months. And then it's a, a map. Whatever route you take is as exciting or as boring as the one you plot out. I, I'm not going to give you a sliver of a map. I'm going to give you the whole thing. So, so like, how much for that? I'd let it go for 25 gold. 15. It is quite old. Looks really beat up. She's like, I'm confused. You're adventurers, right? But an old map would be cheaper than a new map? I mean, there's some water damage in the corners. <laughs> so... I mean, Are you I, have, collectors? I, have, I have no, I have no doubt that it is aged, but because it is aged, its information may be out of date. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the map for free if you help me out with something. Sure, map first. What no, map what, second? What are you proposing? Let's hear what he has oh. to say. My favorite apples come from an orchid, not too far from here. Problem is, a bunch of goblins moved in. They're pretty much taken over. You go clear that. This sounds like Chin's gonna like do the do the pause the guy to turn to Vasa. <laughs> that seems excessive. This seems a bit Vasa, excessive. I feel like this. Yeah, this seems like. Let's just pay the gold and and. That seems like yeah, a side sorry. quest. And we're I too high. Sorry, he says he kind of leans in. What? <laughs> sorry, we're our levels too high it's for like this. It's like a. It's. I'm sorry. It's just old dab, old habits of adventure. Gavino apples are the best in the region. I assure you. Oh, we we don't doubt that at all. It's just that we're kind of. You'd be doing the kingdom, of course, set over. In fact, Gavino apples are the preferred apples of the queen herself. I think you could get yourself an audience if you were to clear those goblins out. And then Vasa's like, and then Vasa kind of turns to him and says, if we have the favor of the queen, potentially we could get a shortcut towards the Valley of the Stars. We've killed hobgoblins before. Mm, That's true. And we can't really, if they need our help, I guess. No. Remember he said just to avoid side quests. (sighs) Ah. How bad are these goblins terrorizing? No, okay, we're gonna buy the map. Give us the map. We're gonna buy the map. Give it to us. We're gonna buy it. Sorry. Alright. So, 25 gold? Can you got 25 gold? Look at his face. He's so sad. Tin, tin looks at Tompkins. Tompkins? What? Do you have money? <laughs> no. Just gotta... Gotta pull your weight around here. I don't think you guys ever give me money. (laughs) I have crystals, actually. No. Would you? (laughs) No, you don't have crystals. And the old man's like crystals. You you don't have money, but you have crystals. Lots of slams down twenty five gold. Give me the fucking map. (laughs) (laughs) Like three people pop their heads in the window. Like crystals. (laughs) What's the story behind those? What's this? There's magic everywhere. Give me the map. Here's a 25 gold. Give me the map. 
Sir? Yeah, of course. He, he rolls it up and he's like, what sort of case would you like to take with this? There's the, two the cases I offer. Ooh. Well, they're all waterproof. Okay. But there's two cases. This is just wasting our time. I want to go after Biggles. Tell the cases. Quick. Okay. The first case, Ten, it's going to protect nine, you. That's fine. Eight, the second seven, case, six, maybe five, more than you could have imagined. Four, Why? Three, Wait, hold on. Hold on. What does that mean? It's a case of potential. What is that? Mean? Give us the plain one. Give us the plain one. The plain one now. The plain one. Okay. What is the plain one? Plain one. All right, guys, we're leaving. Go. I'm, I'm holding them back. I'm like, what does that mean? Ravardo. The case yeah. of potential. Really heavy. Yes. Grabs the case of potential reaches Dennis out and it kind of <laughs> helps you find something you've always wanted. Okay. It kind of plays the map a little bit and it kind of guides you. Any you, you you can read any you can read any map you want to, but this map reads you. Tin kind of hears that and she's kind of poking her head in glasses, still going up the it Like, is that extra or is that is that no? We're going to the huh? cost. No, I'll we're throw it in. Give it to me. <laughs> she yanks it from his hands. Thank and, you. And I mean, I already gave you a case, door. but I mean, okay. No, Lasha, Lasha slams the door behind them. It's just like, what's going? Get away. Get. Thank you. And then Tin Tin hands the case to Vasa. Like I, I think that, that went shit. well. <laughs> Get that away from me. You you, you wanted it. You take okay. it. Okay, I'll be the map holder. Nope, I'll I'm be holding the, map the holder. actual map in this normal case. You can have that fancy little holder. And if we find Biggle, I honestly think we should kill him. <laughs> I think he's a spy. <laughs> so so Tin has got the case, but she's also like. Uh, in like there's something about this place that makes her overthink things or she's starting to overthink things and so she's like well, we were talking about shape-shifting potentially is wait no wait no yeah he does shape-shift he doesn't possess people he shape-shifts and this is all what tin's saying so she sounds like she's just crazy uh it's like oh yeah he don't he totally shape-shifts it's like what if mr biggles was the shape-shifter and then he's like was spying on us and i just think we should probably Check that well, out. I picked him at random, so unless he anticipated that I would pick Mr. Briggles, the chances of the shapeshifter having successfully infiltrated us is difficult. I think he was just a nosy adventurer who's now going to try his wow. own thing. Tompkins says, "What's up, Tompkins?" I mean, you know, I had to make fun of a guy's features. Oh, <laughs> he had big ears <laughs> or a big nose. But um, let's go. Let's go. Let's oh yes. Go. Right, Tim, really... can I hold the map holder of potential? Mm, Tim's like, I never get to hold anything. Got... And then Tompkins lets go of your hand. No! <laughs> He's kind of... He's <laughs> a baby Bjorn. Riddleby's <laughs> um, going to take the map um, that she drew in her exfoliation book based on Tompkins' instructions and stick it in the potential case. And <laughs> oh, you're going to tear the paper out, you mean, and put it in there? Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, can Vasa really quickly look at the, the map that she purchased and see what it says in terms of the journey to the Valley of the Stars? Well, like, it's just a map. So, like, you could go off the beaten course at any point and go through the different landscapes, or you could travel south on the path where you would eventually reach a small coastal city and then take that. But, like, if, if let's say we, let's say, does it have the Valley of the Stars on the map? Like, at least does it show the Valley of the Stars? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So does the journey that's off the beaten path, does it have the landmarks that coincide with what um, to Yeah, if you were to if you were to take the path as long as you could for safety reasons, yeah, it would it would line up. The only thing is there's one place that's different than what he said. What is it? Uh, Winter's Edge instead of Summer's Edge. Oh, what? That's not Winter good. Winter is coming. <laughs> I guess the only question is like this is this is a this is the ever changing landscape. Tomkins old. Now the question is whether Tomkins is older than this map or not. Because if this location changes by season, perhaps once upon a time it was Summer's Edge, now it's Winter's Edge, or once upon a time it was Winter's Edge, and now it's Summer's Edge. Are you saying that out loud? Yeah. Tomkins like, what do you mean Winter's Edge? What are you talking about? And Vasa holds down the map and says, look, Tompkins, it says Winter's Edge. No, that place is perpetual summer. Well, now it's winter. Or it was winter before it's perpetual summer. Maybe it was perpetual winter. No, I'm older than this map. That means it's winter. It's more likely to be winter. He looks really nervous and steps away. What's wrong? Care to share with the class, Tompkins? Maybe somebody broke the seals there. Somebody touched them. Dang. I guess it's good we knew that ahead of time. Is that going to be a problem, though, Tompkin? I don't know if you've ever been in winter. It's really rough. It's awesome. Winter's Edge sounds bad. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, at this point, it almost, it really does sound as if the longer path south is safer. However, one, given the, 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 the fickleness of this land, there's no guarantee that just because we reach the coastal south cities safely doesn't mean that the sea journey will be safe who knows we might get tossed around and be lost at sea for you know years so also yeah if we wait long enough and nightmares start to yeah come that's in, the issue. we don't want to be stuck on a boat on board. yeah and we also yeah. we don't have Brummelstone safety a safety hut and did we remember which direction t- Brummelstone wanted to go in they traveled to corsetto Oh. The place we're at right now? Yeah. He could be like in the background of all these shots. It could be. <laughs> well, he, he's like walking by as we have the commotion <laughs> in the map store. <laughs> he's actually like holding Tompkins' hands and we just have a nose <laughs> this whole time. Wait, so, God, I almost want to know if we can like wait for Brummelstone then. I mean, we could have gone together. I mean, how did we not catch up to him if we were if we decided to go in the same direction? We literally decided it's to go weird, to Cristiano. Right? Uh, mm. It's great. No, this is what we'll do. Ooh. When we leave the city, I'll be leaving marks for him to follow. He has followed them before. And so you're, and you're, okay, okay, good We've idea. done this before. Bread, yes. breadcrumbs. And the, They're literally this, breadcrumbs. No, yeah, that's actually <laughs> literally what he was going to do. <laughs> well, uh, Brummelstone Brum- Brum- brought this up before. We have to decide probably pretty soon if we're... Roberto, can we have a minute? Yeah. I mean, like, not you, but, like, the rest of us? Erdlebe and Vasa and Tin, can I have a moment with you? What you want to say to us, you can say in front of our home. What I can do is Bromostone shout Roberto's brought up ear. the idea that we might have to leave him. Leave Roberto? No, <laughs> Brummelstone brought up the idea that we oh. have to leave Brummelstone. Yeah, <laughs> oh. and if he uh, didn't, no, we have to happening. talk about that because, like, I mean, okay. First off, if you're leaving breadcrumbs. I don't know um, what kind of bread you have, but we're going into a swamp. 
Potentially. But can't Ernelby also do the whole like personal item finding thing? Oh yeah. I- yeah, we can do that. So I mean like you yeah, we have the ability to go back and find him with that, right? He can't use your spell to find us. No. What if we find him right now? I think we should look for winter gear in Corsetto and Brummelstone and see if we can find both of those things on a wacky shopping friend hunt quest. Uh, okay. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like everything that's on that's on the shorter version it's just it's so much and i know we've overcome so many obstacles to get to this point but i i just don't know if we want to risk n- knowing how much of that is ahead of us that seems like a lot of difficulty whereas if we were yeah but i mean what was the time difference again two months versus uh, two months at least i think he said um mm-hmm. not accounting for whether the boats are going to be there on time or the waters and stuff like that um, versus, I mean, this path here, if I don't know, but the other way might be faster. If we get lost in the swamps, if we get lost in the forest of the ancients, we're not going to get lost in the forest, we get lost in the tower. But here's the, the sticky part about all this is that this is Rolanus. Time is weird. Oh Yeah. So, honestly, like, I would rather take the safe path and have the one variable, one variable be the city coast and the sea journey versus the sequence of multiple events where multiple landmarks, where multiple variables can occur. You know, if we're going to encounter the fickleness of this land, the capriciousness of this land, I'd rather have it be encountered twice versus seven, eight different times. Vasa, I think you're right. I think I agree with you. But I also think that if we're going to go on a extended journey heading straight south, we need to all pick an activity that would be really good for a montage. Like, <laughs> each of us has to try and learn a new skill that we can be really bad at at the beginning and then get better at by the end. Well, uh, I also have... Tin chooses juggling. Right. I, tin has chosen juggling. Good. <laughs> well, I have I have a suggestion that might not be. Well, the, the the point of the journey south is that it takes a long time because obviously you have to follow the path. We could expedite that if we were to somehow procure a horse-drawn carriage of some sort. And I have I imagine that if we were to pursue and try to obtain a horse-drawn carriage. That the city and this land will have quite a quest lined up for us to find such a thing. Tomkins raises his hand. He's like, uh, I'm really yes, sorry. Tomkins? Uh, horses won't make it faster. Why? I don't know. It always takes the same amount of time no matter what you do. Like in terms of like riding a horse, walking, it's still going to take the same amount of time. It's It's more about the path is all about the journey. So... Um, Although, like, Vasa, you brought up some very good points, I would would put the argument down that, like, we are running out of time. We're desperately out of time. I mean, you saw the goblins in the forest. They were going nuts. And um, the fact that, like, the nightmares are starting to bleed out into the real world, like, even worse than they used to be, um, makes me 
believe that um, we can't afford to spend so much time going to safer route when like how do we even know that when it'll you know we'll still have time to finish what we finish our quest when over these like next two months or however long it takes like shouldn't we be trying to take the faster route as you know as much as can i'm not sure we know the shorter route is faster though remember how we asked tompkins Hmm. and he said it could be longer that's what worries me. We need to proceed on the path with the shortest expected value. At the same time, Roberto brings up a good point that time is our enemy and the path guarantees two months. And I think we've all observed now that we are in a land that rewards risk and rewards adventuring. And as dangerous, as dangerous as the northern path may be, if we embrace it, perhaps it will be a difficult journey, but a story that's worth worth uh, victory in the end. And perhaps the land will be on our side in that. Absolutely. Uh, Vasa gains inspiration. <gasps> I already Aww. have like two inspiration. I can't max out more inspiration. Can I like have three inspiration? Can I take her inspiration? <laughs> but didn't we say that like you can bank inspiration on Rolanus? On Rolanus specifically. Okay, then I have I have like I have like two, I guess. Like one from before, and now I just banked another one. Yes. Great. Nice. All right. All right. Tin's kind of glum. She's like, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some winter clothes. Winter clothes it is. We're going to need them. <laughs> <laughs> Tin's still learning to juggle in the background as we shop. Like, so I'm doing it anyway, guys. Like everybody, everybody, make sure you have rope, make sure you have torches. Um, let's find ourselves some winter gear. Rations. We need rations again. Um, let's let's get, let's do it. Yep. So what follows is you walking around the town, quickly gathering the supplies that you need, and finding that um, the people that uh, are trying to sell you the gear, they're practically giving it away to you because nobody is ever going to need winter's clothing. And the shop that was going to sell it to you is actually just closing out. So they don't mind parting with it all for a gold. And you quickly get everything you need. They actually refer you to a friend who has a shop two doors down. And you're able to get the rest of your gear at a minimum cost. Because they appreciate your helping. Because basically this person didn't know what to do with all their stuff. And they're kind of dealing with some depression about the fact their store failed. And so the interactions you have with them, while rich and plentiful and there's a good experience all around... um, seem to kind of quickly just cut as you quickly gain the gear you need, have a conversation. And then before you know it, you've got everything you need for the winter journey. Tin turns to both Vasa and Erdely and says, um, we know that Erdely could, could find Brummelstone. Um, Brummelstone would have a tr- trouble finding us. Let's leave a note for him where he might potentially be most likely, um, to go, which potentially would be either a library or the map place. I have a feeling that the library is a great choice. Let's find a place to leave a note there, but we should also leave it somewhere else as well, in a mysterious, just askew place, and hopefully it will catch Bromostone's eye. What about the the map holder with the power of potential? Is that something we could leave behind for Bromostone that 
he could find because it's got that magical potential power and the potential thing we want is for him to find it. So we put the note inside the potential jar and we just roll it on the ground and let it get kicked around and assume that Rommelson's going to pick it up. Tin's upset. <laughs> <laughs> Tin never gets to keep any cool items the moment she gets her hands on one. We're like, gotta give it up, Tin. Gotta give it up. <laughs> Quickly, twi- Tin, you're javelin. <laughs> I know. Throw it into the storm. I know, you just got it. Yeah, throw it away. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Grandmother, where's your, what's your, let me see your exfoliation book where we all made our marks. Here you go. Okay, so she's going to find the symbol that looks like Bromo Stone. And if I recall, it was like something not very like, it wasn't written. It was, what was it? It was like a picture or it was like a really shitty picture of some sort, right? Like some kind of shitty symbol or, or something. I think it, I thought it was like a shitty picture of his family or him or Vasa looks at the shitty picture. She says, "You know what? We should we should scratch this. We should leave scraps of this and scratches of this pointing to the swamp and let it just release it all over the city on our way out. Nobody who's not Brummelstone will not know its meaning, and one of these has a chance of catching his eye." And Tompkins says, "Wait, why don't you let me hide all the clues?" You know what? That's so crazy. It just might work. Um, and he, so. he's excited. He takes the uh, he takes the case, and he scurries off. Wait, no, 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 Tompkins, here's what we'll do, okay? He stops and he's like, I'm going to tie this rope around your waist and then we'll have you (laughs) on a five feet leash and we won't look when you're doing your thing, but we can't be separated, okay? I think, like, if there's a scale and on one end of the scale is, like, no esteem and the other end of the scale is, like, all the self-esteem, I admit I swing low. Mm. I'm not having a rope tied around my waist, like some kind of weird leash. What about an ankle? <laughs> That's way worse. <laughs> I'm just going to keep tripping all the time. Well, Tompkins, like, we don't all get what we want, okay? It's much more likely he'll find us in, like, in our moment of need, or... That's true. Do you Honestly, know what I mean? Like, yeah. If we try too hard to make him find us, he'll never find us. It's true. Also, if Brummelstone is faced down with the same decision of how to how to reach the Valley of the Stars, I have I have a feeling that he, just as much as us, feels the urgency of time, and he would also go the shortest route, because Brummelstone has never shied away from danger. I agree, Tompkins. We should simply trust that the story will reun that our stories will intertwine once again. Let's go. What's everyone's story right now? Well, what are you, when you kind of, just so we know to look out for, because I'm, I'm maybe uh, having a hard time sleeping at night, remembering (laughs) the bear I left behind. Tin, how about you? (laughs) What's your character arc? Uh, uh, you know, Tin doesn't have dreams, so, uh, no, just kidding. What what do you mean? Wait, what? I'm sorry. We need to know what's in store. What is it? Your battle against not being able to juggle. 
Oh, yes. Um, That will be my montage. I don't know if that's a good enough story. Uh, Vasa, are you going to get along better with Tompkins? No. Let's go. I don't know what I was even saying. Tin, you just saw Nina die like two hours ago. (laughs) I mean, not that. <laughs> anyway, I forgot. You definitely have to come to terms with that. I love, I love how it's, you just bring up again. It's like, no, no, Tim's definitely traumatized from the death of the one person. We should just she cares open that wound, freaking salt it. Tim, did you forget that your master died? Would be a shame. <laughs> All right, but let's, let's keep moving. Let's, let's talk as we move. Let's move as we talk. Okay. Yep. So yeah, you're moving as you talk. Do you want to throw anything else out there, Olivia? Or nothing except Erdlebe, like gingerly thumbing through the pages of her book, looking at things no one else can see, and remembering. Yeah, Tin will probably just have a thousand yard stare, <laughs> thinking about her master, who is most definitely dead. You journey on the well-traveled road north. It leads you around woods, over rivers, and safely under the stars. Three weeks pass, and while your thoughts sometimes drift to Brummelstone and his journey, you also find yourselves thinking more and more about the wonderful adventures that await you off the beaten path. Trees reach out to Ertleby, for instance, softly calling her name. Blows a kiss. <laughs> Love him and leave him. You hear the dis- <laughs> you hear a distinct uh, sound coming from one of the trees it sounds like that of a crow it'll be sounds like a familiar kind of crow it'll be begins to wander in the direction of the noise tin grabs her hand Puts her in the baby Bjorn. <laughs> everyone, after 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 they try to grab you, everyone hears this crow's like call, but you can tell Ertlebe that they don't hear what you hear. Doesn't matter. She's in we the Bjorn. We're moving. Investigate that right now. No, grandmother, we should not. Let's keep going. I'm gonna just go over nope, here and befriend nope, the forest. Nope. And investigate that noise nope. we just heard. Pick right up, there. grandmother. <laughs> what are you hearing? Walk their way. <laughs> what are you hearing right now? A noise I haven't heard in many years. But it must not be important. Let's keep going. Remember Paddington, Ertlebe. Remember Paddington. There are so many people I've left behind. Well, you're not going to leave us behind because we're oh. taking you with us. Let's keep going. But what? What if? What if? Sto- this is a, one of those situations where if we go with the story, it'll reward us. Yeah. What if we embrace there is the story? Plenty. Like everyone was saying, we're saying, no, no Megan, don't. We're going to embrace the story and be all inspired and not listen to your ideas. <laughs> there are plenty of stories awaiting us in the swamp. Like there will be stories out the wazoo. The story can wait. So you continue your journey, or are you gonna go answer the trees? I'm in a baby Bjorn. I... <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, now Tin is kind of stopped with the uh, baby Bjorn. Ertlebe. 
and is like, Hey, listen, we either gotta fully embrace this adventure thing, or... No. I don't know. No. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> or other like, thing. God, or other things are stopping. Alright, so uh, you continue down the path, um, and it's pretty uneventful then for the next couple of days, and then suddenly there's like this, it's almost like this like this stampede that pours out of the forest as animals, frightened, rush towards you and kind of surround you, and at one point this porcupine kind of bursts out of the group, and quickly comes up to Roberto and just kind of keeps brushing against you knowing that it can't hurt you just brushing against you trying to get oh. your attention oh no Roberto don't talk to it don't talk to Roberto remember but, we are warned about temptation let's go let's go Tomkins but, looks jealous because he knows he can't pet the porcupine but, but he wants remember, to remember the warning of temptation guys Remember. There's this terrible, like, that screams out of the forest. And some of the animals take off, but the rest of them have the courage to stay and wait for you. But. Roberto, remember. Remember. What is that? That Guys, sound? We, the world. The porcupine on us. reaches up and kind of paws at you as if he wants to tell you. No! No! It's <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Roberto, let's go. Roberto, we have to go. We cannot. If the. Take the porcupine. You can. Uh, Tin puts the porcupine <laughs> in the baby bureau. <laughs> then, then we're going. We're going. We're going. But we're going. You, you expect that to do some damage to you, Ertlebe, but it doesn't. Like nice. he kind of like he kind of folds up and just tucks in right with you and kind of nestles in. All right, well, we're, we're going. We're going. We're going. Um. <laughs> so I guess we push past those animals, and they just look at you and just. You can hear them kind of chittering and making noises. And there's one last blue jay lands on your shoulder and looks at you. And even though you can't speak to animals, you can feel it asking you, like, will you abandon us? Reporter, let's go. And it it looks like he's going to accept either answer. He just needs to know what this means. Ah, it kind of gets hit. Um, Roberto keeps walking with the group, but he does cast Speak to Animals. Okay, so you watch as he kind of... And then the the bird says, Terror! Terror! Hurt! Pain! Forest! Pain! I keep walking, No but, more! I keep walking, but it's really hard. Bossa sees how troubled Roberto is. She starts just, pecking you on the side. She Where? Just, she actually just, like, straight up, like, tries to swat the blue jay away. It falls and hits the ground. No! And just one wing no! comes up and it says... <laughs> no! Vasa, what have you done, Vasa? Mercy! No! Mercy! Roberto, we gotta I go! Think it kind of gets rolled off the go. path. That was... I can't. I, go, I, Roberto, I stop. Going. I stop. I turn around. I pick up the bird. And I put it in my hand. Like, I'm, like, I'm sorry, Vasa. No, I, I... You can bring it with you, Roberto, okay. but we're not turning back. I bring it with me. Can't... Can't leave. Can't I, leave family. No! Going back. <laughs> oh, no, it is a bird family. Going back. It is a bird family. <laughs> we're going, we're going. Let's can't, go. can't lift eggs, but can find mother. <laughs> Roberta. Bird, I'm so sorry. I 
<laughs> I extend a second spell slot and I cast Cure Wounds on the Bjork. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Bird, but we'll come back when we've saved the world. And I <laughs> throw it. I throw it. But he's yeah. like, it, you spike it into the ground. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but it doesn't extend its wings. It just hits the ground, <laughs> and it just rolls up and just looks at you and. No. It just. Made it low to the ground. Oh, no. You you see him turn around and kind of whistle to the air, and you can still speak with animals, so you understand what he's saying. He says, "He's leaving us." No. I'm coming. Back. And he just he just kind of flutters away. I'm coming. Back. Right, it's fine. It's fine, Roberta. We're I going. Promise. We're going. We've got the porcupine. Let's go. All right, we're going. We're going. You travel another day later, and while you're uh, kind of digging through lunch, eating on the path, like you're not leaving the path, obviously you're still on the path eating, but at one point, Tompkins is looking over the map to make sure you guys are going the right way, and he says, that's weird. What? Well, and he turns it over and he points it to you, Voss, and he's like, I never... I didn't really have a map like this. There's, and he points to like this small little, um, like little cave that's etched in, right? And he's like, this cave lines up pretty well with, um, well, it lines up pretty well with the rounds. The, what's the rounds? The pathways that I take you guys through. Well, if it lines up with the rounds, we, we still don't know if it leads to Star Valley. Might, might not. Do you want to check it out? Well, um, how long would it take if we were to check out? It's like a half hour. Is it off the path? How? A little bit. It's about a half hour. Can Tin pull... Isn't it Ertleby's, like, hand-drawn one yes. or whatever? It, mm-hmm. In it? She kind of shakes it, almost like a martini or a cocktail <laughs> shaker, and is, like, hoping... I was like, let's... Let's see. I want to I want to compare... I want to compare. You need to compare the map that uh, Ertleby drew with this map? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. When you pull out Ertleby's map, it doesn't really con- it doesn't really match up very well. But um, there is something on her map that's not on this map. What is it? It's a map. small lake that she must have drawn. And what, where is the lake located? Um, it's maybe like an hour's journey. What? And he's looking at Ertleby's map, and he's like, "This lake takes us east. We're going west." Tompkins, when yeah. you when you approach the entrances to these rounds, can you sense from our side where the rounds lead? What is your connection to the round? If I if I tell you, you can't tell anybody. We won't. I um. I need you to take me seriously for a second. Okay, Tom. And promise me that you'll never tell anybody that I told you this. Okay, Tom. The the Quintel can hear the world's talk, and when we're in the rounds, we can especially hear. Uh, different worlds reach out to us. And that's how we find our way around. 
but nobody knows that outside of the quintel. You can never tell anybody. Tin asks, what's a, what's a quintel? Oh, um, all the other races call us halflings, but that's not what we're called. Uh, oh, is that like derogatory? I mean, we don't take it offensively. We know that's what you guys call us. But halflings don't call each other halflings. That would be weird. So you're saying every halfling knows how to access the rounds? Yep. What? Damn. That's why if something were to ever happen to me, it's okay to find another quintile. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Vasa, Vasa would reach out and lay a hand on Tomkin's shoulder and says, "Like Tomkin, that is not true. Because it's not just you being a halfling that has guided us through this journey. It's the Dream King's choice of you, and I believe through it all, even if we're not not in this world." that you were meant to guide us on our search for the shard. And that being said, I know that we have been warned to re- I mean, you said that we should stay on the path until we reach the swamp. But I also trust that your guidance of us to the shards transcends any one world that we're on. And if you think that we should check out the round for a potential shortcut, I'm willing to take that chance on you. I, I think it's worth it. And then Vasa looks at the group and says, like, this is one gamble that I'm willing to make. Vasa, if if that leads to Valum, will you be able to say no? Of course. I'm not. Of course. But if we go in and are taken to a different world and we just leave the shard, a sh- place that we know has a shard here. Well, but, but Tompkins says that he doesn't need to go through the to another I world don't need to, to, know go what, inside. to know what's on the other side. He can already feel it. So we just need to get him close to the portal to see if he can feel that it brings us close to the Star Valley, or if it takes us off world entirely, in which case we'll just turn back for the path. Okay. How far off the path is it again? Half an hour. Yep. Let's do it. Everyone hold hands. Let's go. Okay. We're counting on you, Tompkins. So you wander off the path, and it's, like I said, it's about a half hour before uh, you reach the small little innocent cave. It goes in for about 10 feet, and then there's nothing else there. Like, there's no way to go any further. And then Vasa, while, you know, being very vigilant, would say, like, well, Tompkins, what do you feel? Well, I gotta open it first, and he walks in. He takes a second to think about whether he wants to do this in front of you guys, but he's like... He does. So he kind of um, grabs like two different rocks. And even though it's a solid wall, he kind of shifts them around a little bit until eventually you hear like a. As the. Earthbender. <laughs> um, as the wall kind of like pushes in and moves a little bit. And then he doesn't go in, but he does put his ear to the tunnel. And he listens for a second. And he's like, um. That. That's Menroth. Yeah. On Kendis. So, I don't know how far it is from Rollum, but this is your world, Vasa. And he's like, it's. Are there a lot of dragons on your world now? What? Can I poke my head in? 
Let's let's go to the tapes. Let's go to the tapes. Vasa, 30 minutes ago. It'll be Vasa, do you think you'll be able to resist if it turns out that it's Rollum <laughs> on the other side? Vasa. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Spot no on. Crab. Well, I don't want to go there. I just want to like physically see it. This sound I mean, this sounds like it's Kendis, and there's only one there's only uh one entrance on Kendis, so this is by Rollum. It's just I just I don't know. It's like ancient dragons. What's what's your place like now? I don't know, Tompkins. What is it like now? It's like dragons, I guess. I don't know. It, <laughs> is, is dragons a thing where where you live now? Are you a dragon rider? Oh, that sounds. Awesome. Is that shut why up. you're so awesome? Shut That's up, fucking awesome. Tompkins. Just shut up. And then Vasa just kind of like she looks really pissed off, and then she kind of just turns around and walks out of the cave. Well, before you leave, Tompkins says. Do you want me to teach you how to listen for your world? Vasa stops. She turns around and says yes. How do I hear it, Tompkins? I can I can hear it really easily. You're probably gonna have to use your hand against the wall. Vasa puts her hand against the wall. The trick is to not focus, and eventually, if you leave yourself open enough. The rounds will call out to you. Your world sounds like fire, and it sounds like waves of oceans, and it sounds like the rumblings of earth, and it sounds like the tops of mountains. And if you focus a little more, you don't just hear those kinds of elements crashing against each other, but you can hear battles, you can hear demons, you can hear imprisonment, you can even hear a collection of different races coming together in harmony, and then eventually if you keep listening you'll hear something of I don't know exactly how to explain it, but you'll hear the rumblings of darkness battling against itself, trying to almost like break out of something. And then if you keep listening, you'll eventually hear, do you know what it sounds like when the crystals that we use break? That's what you'll hear. You'll hear kind of like with the moment a crystal breaks, if you're listening really closely, you'll hear kind of like this almost like one note of some kind of song escape the glass, the the crystal. And if you can get used to hearing that, you can hear that here too. So I feel like Vasa would have been listening to Tompkins and initially she would have been very frustrated with the instruction to like focus on nothing because when you focus on focusing on nothing, you're focusing. So, but as Tompkins would have rambled on in his like typical Tompkins way, it would have almost had like a sort of meditative effect where she kind of like loses focus because that's what Tompkins' words do to her. She just kind of like blanks out. And um, I feel like by the end, she actually would have started like hearing part of what he was describing by the end. So I need two rolls. I need a wisdom roll, like an insight. Um, and then I need an intelligence roll, which is not skill associated. It's just the intelligence roll. 
I got a natural 20. You can hear, in a way that doesn't make sense right away, you can hear pain and suffering. And then you can hear, like, the roar of some kind of unearthly creature, which would coincide with the screams of, like, a demon. And then you get wisps of the rest of it. And, yeah, you can actually hear some of the stuff he's talking about now. And then give me an intelligence roll. And this one's at advantage because you passed your check. One is 17 plus two, so that's already a 19. And then the second one is eight plus two. So I got the 17 plus two, so I think. You remember having this sensation way back in Obrimos. At one point, you were far deep in the the catacomb, in the the caves. Mm -hmm. And you remember at one point you used the shard as light to kind of navigate through the caves. And if you remember, you kind of navigated almost by instinct after a while. Like you didn't really know where to go, but you felt like you were kind of following the path you needed to. Same feeling. And I'm feeling this sort of guiding me forward and I would be able to, I feel as if I stepped Components, through, I like beforehand, yeah. it was like a guiding and then the guiding let you hear things about the world. And led you, kind of helped you find your way through the gray and out back. And some of those sensations are there, too. Like, you've actually done this before. Vasa would have listened to it, and if, if, like, to a certain extent, she would be drawn into by it, because it is it's a horrible sound, but a sound that, you know, it's information, information that she doesn't want to look away from. And then finally, she'd almost, like, yank her hand away from the wall and just kind of, like, walk out the cave without looking back. And then she'd be like, we wasted time. Let's get back to the path. Tompkins. Yeah, yeah. We're going. All right. And um, he doesn't say anything. He just kind of hurries and skirtles up ahead of you and gets you guys back to the path. And you're relieved to find that there's nothing that bars your half-hour journey. (laughs) You get back to the path just fine. Vasa would be in a very sort of closed-off mood for like the next two days or so. The next night, you're camping out on the path. Vasa, it's okay. We'll go. We'll get back to your. We're going to your planet next. Wait, do we know what planet? Sorry, we're going to your world next. Don't worry. And Tompkins says you shouldn't tell her that. We don't know where we're going to go next. Oh come on! I'm trying to cheer her up, Tompkins. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I think we should probably head there next. It's probably where the next crystal okay, is. Thank you. The next shard. That's... Oh well, that's awesome then. It'll. Yeah, I. It might be where we're going next because like we Shut said, up, we have a path. And... <laughs> Shut up. And then, like, <laughs> Tompkins walks over to Tin, and he's like, I think we should just leave her alone for a second. It's okay, we, we, we try <laughs> Sits it. next to Tin. <laughs> uh, Tin's just petting the head of the porcupine. One. Erlby has also turned into a porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Tin's petting one of the heads of the porcupine, and she doesn't know which one is Erlby and which one is <laughs> porcupine. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the next night, like I said, and um, there's a chill wind in the middle of the night, and it brings a sort of a whispers of familiarity to you, Tin. You're not sure anyone else is hearing it. Like, everyone else is asleep. Maybe not Roberto, but everyone else is asleep, and you feel these kinds of whispers kind of reaching out to you, and it carries a weight with it. It almost feels like... It feels like it's beckoning you on a journey. 
possibly be on this world. And that might be pretty easy to dismiss at first, but you can feel it calling specifically to you. And it needs to tell you one more thing. Uh, Tin is going to get up and get get to the edge of, like, I guess if we have a campfire, the edge of the, the, the fire light in the campsite and, like, listen some more. There's, the wind is kind of, it seems to be wisping and racing through the trees, but the trees are not, it's not like a thick forest up ahead. You can kind of see a path almost through the trees where the wind must be coming from. Tin remembers Paddington. <laughs> the last time she went on a journey through trees in the path. And uh, she definitely... She continues to just kind of stand there and stare to see if anything happens more with that. As you kind of come close and you listen, the rifle feels heavy. As you hear the whispers. Oh shit. Nina. Nina. Simba. Simba, you have forgotten. And <laughs> <laughs> so you have forgotten yourself. Tompkins uh, has on the wall of the cave back where we were like yesterday drawn a like faded out version of tin and he's back there now repainting it <laughs> it's his time Roberto's <laughs> <laughs> looking the other way if he's awake he's looking the other way is there any way would tin get like a sense of other than it just feeling like it's speaking to her is it anything like a sense of is there anything more tin can tell sure, about yeah, this um, give me a um, insight check if you don't mind Eleven. As the whispers reach you, whenever they reach you, the rifle feels heavy. Almost as if you haven't earned it yet. And then, like, the whisper kind of gives you that sensation of it. There, there's still one more thing that it needs to tell you. You know, there's definitely, like, some kind of allure to the, to the voice, but again... Tin knows that, first of all, she can't leave her group. And then, secondly, is it's kind of like she has no... There's no real, like, call to her, I guess, from this world. It's like all of her business that needs to be finished is on COG. It's not on this world. So... She kind of views it as this idea again of like... The whisper is coming from this world, it feels like. Yeah. So she's going to... She's obviously like... It kind of triggers the the guilt of like, Hey, remember, your master's dead and like all that stuff. Super traumatic. Um, But she's... She's... Yeah, she's going to sit at the edge of the light looking out kind of into the looking down that path and she's going to like hold her gun but she's not going to move she's going to like glance back at the group that's sleeping and like Roberto but she's also going to just kind of I guess spend the night just staring off into the path and kind of quietly contemplating 
and like holding her gut and like accepting that that sense of of not uh, feeling worthy. <clears throat> Give me another insight check. Uh, well, <laughs> a nine. A nine is uh, weirdly enough good enough too. You kind of like you look at your gun and you also you, again you feel that that same sensation, but it's it kind of parts. And you look at your and you look at the rifle and see not just like all the other things that have come with it, but potential. Like there's more to it. You know she's facing that way, um, but I think she'll probably just like maybe just inspect the like just continue just like inspect the gun and kind of like get to know it more you know just be like what is this thing and like almost like it's a way of getting to know her master and like Mm -hmm. a little bit more yep um the next thing you know it's morning and the rest of the group is waking up and the rest of the group you find tin still staring off that way what's up did you see something and when Roberto says that to you, like you kind of snap out of it and you realize it's day. The whispers are still there. I think it's the the world trying to tempt. I think it's my turn to for the world to try and tempt me. And I just hear whispers. And Tompkins walks up. He's got rations half in his mouth. He's like, mm, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, let's just go. What are you looking that way for? <laughs> Something was calling me. Looks out that way. It's probably just the world trying to entice us into store. No, that's the spirit temple. Oh, and takes another bite. What? I didn't want to bring it up. What is the spirit? And he kind of walks away. Tompkins, what's the spirit what's temple? It's a distraction. It's all okay. Um, Rations are really good on Rolanas. I forgot. <laughs> Tell me about the spirit temple. It's like um, like a gateway to the dead. Well, why? Can you bring back people? Like me? Can you bring back somebody who's passed away? Well, I mean, yeah. That's where, that's where you do it. What do you mean bring back? As in like back to life or just temporary um, fleeting meetings or something? Well... Way it works basically is like you can go there and like reach out to the departed. And it's like when people like die and stuff here, it's um sometimes a family or like a loved one they need to mm. <laughs> hold on a second. I need to get something to drink. What was that? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, like, a lot of times when someone, um, when someone dies, passes, um, the family or the loved ones will make a, a, a journey out here. It's one of the few times that common folk leave the path. They'll come out here to the spirit temple and they'll say their goodbyes. Like, on other worlds, people die and they have, like, funerals and stuff and they say goodbye to the body. But on Merlanus, we say goodbye to, like, the person. I mean, I guess you, everyone thinks you're saying goodbye to, like, the person. But, I mean, like, we actually, like, go meet them and stuff. Um, and so then, some, what's up? So somebody who's died on COG wouldn't be there. Why? <laughs> T- 
Tim just continues to look at Tompkins. Why would they not be here? This is it's, it doesn't connect to like Rolanus world spirit. It's like it's people who have died. Anyway, so like um yeah, and then like there are um people who like on other worlds um clerics and uh, religious folks who are um, deeply committed to their faith are able to perform. You guys know this already. They can perform uh, resurrections and stuff. Well, like, on Rolanus, you have to do it here. So. What do you need to perform resurrections? I actually don't know all the ritual stuff, because I'm not one of those people, so I don't know what it takes. But um, I don't think it would be right to resurrect her, but I need... Who? Nina. But I think Nina. I need to say a proper goodbye. Tin is going to slowly start walking towards the path. Tompkins kind of walks over to Roberto and Ertelby. He's like, "Who's Nina? I don't remember this." Oh, it's her master. Uh, she died in the cellar. I don't remember you guys bringing that up. Somebody was a little sassy after we saw him again, and maybe wasn't in the mood oh, to listen oh, yeah. to I'm, all I'm, the I'm... things we got up to in Kozik. Uh Yeah, well, I guess... It... What's the cellar? You guys got locked in a basement? Um, technically, yes. We got captured by door. You're watching, like, Tin just wander um, off to see now. We'll tell you later, Tompkins. We have to, we have yeah. to go catch up. Let's... Well, should we give her a moment? I mean... Yeah. I do want to keep her within viewing range, though. Like, you want to stalk her? Yes. Yes, because we don't want to get lost and separated. And we, like, wake up Vasa. Sure. <laughs> Vasa, wake up. Jane. <laughs> we put. <laughs> you wander off, and the rest of the group is kind of following you. Do you guys want to stop here? Oh, hey, there you are. It just didn't. It just didn't. It just didn't involve me. Like, right. Thanks for listening to episode sixty-nine. Insert location. Thank you to everyone for your continued support, and thank you to all the members of our Patreon for helping make this and every episode possible. Patrons who offer support at the three dollar tier have access to Brummelstone's side adventure called Strange Magic, where he searches for a new source of arcane power. If you're interested in hearing what happens. Take a second to visit patreon.com slash worldwalkers. There you can find exclusive adventures such as Vasa's time travel adventure, Tin and Ertleby's escapades into the soul of the forest, and more. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at incompetech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at sirenscape.com. I thought you were going in a different direction. Get yeah. FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, let's get down to business. I got my yeah. gaming lips on. Let's do this. Let's like, turn around. <laughs> 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 I like the 90s turnaround idea. The opening. I want that animatronic. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right? right. It's just like <laughs> a cheesy little world box. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, no, I told just like, you the dice is gonna roll this way. <laughs> 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 We're all 
like confused. Just, oh my god! <laughs> what is that? <laughs> no, in this stream, I'm playing a uh, a forge who doesn't understand emotion, so she doesn't know when to stop expressing. So like, I, I've learned to like stop and like stop moving. It's like, I don't. What do we do? <laughs> Good, Pedro. <laughs> That's and like so I'll good. hold it forever, like <laughs> just to fuck with them. There, I there was a short time where I was going to turn my comic rule zero into puppets. That's what I wanted to do. I was like, that would I'm... definitely uh, revive it. <laughs> like puppets. That's what we need. Yeah, but I can't make them. Man, that's a story for another time. Dumbledore. Severus. I don't know this at all. I'm so confused. How do you guys not know this? That's so good. I know Harry Potter. I just don't remember the the puppet musical episode. Oh my god! It's a cornucopia of love. This, that that's also a quote, I swear. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna look like a robot mom holding on to two. Get one of those baby sacks that you put over. <laughs> yes! I wanna buy one for Tom. I'm sure they have a better name than that, but I like baby uh, sacks. Baby Baby Bjorns. Is that what they I'll are? I'll take your, yeah. your finest oh. baby sack. <laughs> <laughs> That's the official name now, baby size. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a twin size. <laughs> I just like the idea also of like it like there's one for Tompkins and then one on the back for Ernie. Yes. So I'm just this is double double in and out. <laughs> and you're holding Roberto's hand and everyone like what an adorable family. <laughs> a young baby and one old baby. We just acted. <laughs> We're just like, we just found them. Their old owners abandoned them. I like the idea. Like, you're, like, you're posing for the cover of Avocado Monthly. <laughs> just diversity. It comes in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> Oh, we couldn't have real that. children. I was I was at Costco and I saw two young people who were just like there. I don't even see the avocados, and I was like, "It's so surreal." Like, isn't that like the running joke that like millennials are obsessed about like avocados? Oh my! God. <laughs> they should feel oh. bad Those for people being too on the nose. That was it. Was like, yeah. stop it, guys. You you definitely know for sure those people don't own a home <laughs> <laughs> at Costco. Oh man, which is great.